today are two more chapters of Alien Caveman's Ransom Summary of what I can remember. Sophia, trapped on alien planet, uh, kidnapped by aliens, deposited on a planet with some of her friends, uh, finds out there are dinosaurs on this planet and find out that there are human-esque creatures. We've learned some physiological differences, as in they have a two penis. Uh, they have stripes on their bodies uh, and they are very good at pleasuring women. Uh, they've done it twice now. I did not enjoy either time. I did enjoy learning about. <laughs> I did enjoy learning about the alien physiology. So he has a, he has an, uh, a, I assume big, large, penis on the top, and then another smaller one, that uh, acts as extra stimuli. Uh, when doing it from behind, which was interesting, because I've seen the sex toy that I think she's basing that off of. So they did it, and they were very happy about it, and they did it the next day uh, while they are walking to the village. So he is taking her back to the village, I think. Yes, yes, he's taking her back to the village. Uh, and then now we are going to continue with the amazing adventures of Sophia and Jackson in Alien Caveman's Ransom, Chapter 19. Sophia. We eat something and then keep walking. I'm grateful for this little break. For one whole hour, probably longer, I've not thought about being stranded at, at all. And even now when my brain is back to normal and I probably worry a lot, it feels different from before. Oh man, of course putting Dave on my lap was a bad idea. He's moving around a lot. This planet has idyllic and pretty harmless places like that waterfall. And it has caveman warriors like Jackson with a body that's so perfect that if I had been asked to design my ideal male, that's pretty much what he would look like. I long to hold his hand as we walk through the jungle, but that could impede him if we were to come across danger. But once in a while he stops, looks around, takes three steps, and to be, to be, takes three steps to be beside me, and then kisses me and caresses me so passionately I swoon. It's like he can't keep his hands off me, for real. And I haven't had that happen to me that often, and certainly not with a man like this. So uh, this planet has no females, and part of their religious training is how to please the first woman. So I was very interested in learning more about that. I don't think this book is going to get into the depths of the world building that I actually want it to. I want to learn about the religion and their prophecy of the first woman and all that kind of stuff. We walk silently for another hour or two. I'm starting to hope that maybe this won't be so bad. We have seen all kinds of small animals and birds and insects, but the dinosaurs don't seem to be too active in this area. Then Jackson slows down and looks around more than before, and I feel my heart rate pick up. He's expecting something. I whirl around as I see movement in the trees, fast movement, just shadows. Before I can even yelp, Jackson is beside me and his sword is in his hand, and I see what's coming. They're dinosaurs. They look like little kangaroos with huge legs and tiny forelimbs. They're a dirty gray, but they have a gigantic orange mohawks on their heads, and they run extremely fast on their hind legs. I think she's describing the uh, velociraptor. Oh, and there's a whole pack of them. And they're the size of rhinos. All the dinosaurs on this planet seem to have been scaled up a bit. And they're coming right for us with open gapes that have many sets of square teeth, one behind the other. Square teeth is an interesting choice because square teeth is usually a herbivore that grinds food down, whereas predators usually have like fangs and sharp teeth like 
humans have a nice combination, but realistically speaking. Yeah, so she's actually, I don't know if the author has done this on purpose or not, but she's actually made it that these have the teeth of herbivores. Of course, it's an alien planet. Maybe it's different. I instinctively crouch down, probably because my knees go weak at the sight of the danger coming our way so quietly. They don't make a sound. They just come bounding towards us in a straight line. The ground shakes with each of their steps. My gun won't do much against those things. I'm pretty sure she used all the bullets in her gun. She killed a dinosaur that was like carrying her in her mouth. I'm pretty sure she doesn't have any bullets, yes. I'm, I'm expecting her to try to use the gun in dry fire. But I clench it in my hand and look up just as the first dinosaur comes close enough to attack. It, it look like just a huge mountain. So typo. I don't want to be too critical on typos. I, I have so many. It looks like just a huge mouth coming towards us. And there's a metallic clang as Jackson's sword hits the first one. Then another, and it... Then another, and then a much wetter meteor thud as he swings the blade into the throat of the nearest attacker. It immediately collapses to the ground and creates a large barrier that's hard for the others to pass. They have to go around it to get to us, and it buys Jackson time to chop large gouges into two of them while they're still confused. I notice that their heads are all mouth. I notice that their heads are all mouth and eyes and teeth, so there seem to be no room for a brain. Confusing them is probably pretty easy. The wounded ones limp away, still making no sound, but we're not done. The dinos are now attacking from three sides, and I don't know what to do. I don't want to be in Jackson's way, but also don't want to be further away from him than, say, two inches. He solves the dilemma by pulling me close and then pushing me down to the ground, so I'm lying there, curled up. I clench my eyes shut. There's nothing I can do to help him now, and he's the expert. Oh, this is nice. She's saying she understands that he's the one who's going to get this shit done. I hear a mighty roar. I hear a mighty warrior's roar, then clangs and thuds, and a sound like from a thick fabric being ripped end to end. I have a vague impression that Jackson is spinning in place, but I don't look up to confirm it. Then I hear the noise from like from a helicopter, chop chop chop. It rains cold blood and slivers of meat, and then everything is quiet. The blood shouldn't be cold; it should be warm. Jackson takes my arm and pulls me gently to my feet. Victory, he says, and his teeth shine white in, my, in a face that's so red with dark blood, I yelp again. The dinosaurs that didn't have the sense to run away are lying around us, and Jackson's sword is dripping with their blood. Stupid bigs, he says as he wipes it with a leaf. Fast, but think slow, and never learn. The spinning blade always works. Ah, a man after my own heart. The spinning blade always works. I'm shaky and I'm glad my finger isn't on the gun's trigger. I probably would have shot the ground many times. But Jackson doesn't seem too concerned about what just happened. I guess I shouldn't be surprised about that. This is his planet. And I'm sure all the warriors in his tribe learn how to deal with different monsters at an early age. I look down at myself. My shirt is splattered with dinosaur blood. And I can only assume that my face looks like I'm a vampire who's been feasting a little too hard. Not your first one? He juts out his chin. Not my first. Then he comes over and takes me into his arms, hugging me tight. They're going to do it while covered in blood. It's a very blade thing to do. It's the first time he's done anything like that, just comforting me after something bad. And it feels like a completely natural thing. It's not something he does a lot. But I think it just feels right to him now. I totally melt into his arms. I need to see the human part of him. He's not that alien after all, except he has two penises and giant red stripes on his body. I've known guys... I understood less, and I understand this simple man whom I suspect has hidden depths in addition to his other talents. Sophia not afraid. Jackson protects. I bury my face in his warm, hairy, stripy chest. I know. You're a great warrior. Even a bunch of charging dinosaurs can't scare you. He considers this. Can scare, 
must fight right away. Oh, must fight right anyway. Difference between a warrior and a boy is that a warrior fights right even when afraid. Ah, oh, someone has taken on the warrior's code, and I like it. This is very accurate. Being scared has nothing to do with your abilities. It actually means you understand the danger you're in. You just go through and do it anyways. I'm, I'm very happy with Jackson and his attitude and this whole little piece of world building the author has done makes me think the author either knows or has done some kind of martial arts himself or has just read a lot of books or just watched a bunch of kung fu movies. I sniff his constant protection is making me emotional and difference between Warrior and Sophia is that Sophia is useless. Holy shit. Uh, oh, that's what she says. He holds me in front of him and lifts my face with a gentle finger under my chin. Zofia, most valuable wonder on Zren, worth a thousand warriors. They were measuring towns in warriors. And so that is a big compliment. For the first time in my life, I just stand there and drown in someone's eyes. His are alien and red and luminous like glowing coal, yet I can't look away. Yeah, I've totally fallen for this Jurassic alien, and I'm going to assume that he's fallen for me too, at least a little. What he just said wasn't some rehearsed line. That was a genuine feeling straight from his heart. We stand there for a good while, and then he looks down at me critically. Zofia need new garments. My shirt isn't just splattered with blood. It's also ripped by wrecked teeth and dirty from all the things I've been going through. You know, I think I do. He bends down and uses his sword to delicately, to delicately cut pieces from the dead dinosaurs. I watch in fascination. He's controlling that huge sword like it's a surgical instrument. When he's done, he's got a good amount of their tough skin in his hands. It's still bloody and greasy, but I can only assume that he has a plan with it. He wraps the skin in large leaves and puts them in his bag as we continue walking. I feel that he's being more guarded now. He looks around even more and seems to, seems to be on hair trigger. I'm not going to ask why. I'm pretty sure I'm not going to like the answer. But we walk all day. When the sun is getting close to the horizon, I'm pretty much done. Even so, I've been walking in difficult terrain in the heat all day. I haven't collapsed. I'm being forced into better shape. And that's probably a good idea if I'm going to live here for a long time on this alien planet. That seems more and more probable. Oh, I mean, you have no plan to get off. You have no idea if the plume are coming back so that you can even like hijack their ship. And the first attempt on the ship to hijack was an absolute abject failure. Jackson stops and erects the little tent right beside the cliff of a black rock that sticks up off the ground. I see why. If we're attacked, we'll only have three sides to worry about, not four. We eat the rest of the food from that morning, and then Jackson lights a fire with some special tools that he has. It looks like two metal bars that produce sparks, and when he strikes them together and the sparks fall into some dry fabric he has, he has with him, it produces flames. It looks so easy, and I make sure to watch exactly how he does it. It would be nice if I could start pulling my own weight a little here. When the fire is burning, he takes his sword and scrapes the dinosaur skins, removes the fats and the meat and the blood, and then he makes three sturdy frames and stretches the dinosaur skin into, onto them and places them around the fire. They will dry out, he says, satisfied. And the way you position them, the skins will make that fire hard to see for anyone else in these woods. He raises his eyebrows. Zofia understand many things. Yes, best not to be seen at night. There's not much else to do, so I sit down beside him. <laughs> I think there's something else you guys can do to pass the time in the evening when there's no TV or internet. I think we might be a bit into that soon. Unless she's too tired, but we'll see. There's not much else to do, so I sit down beside him and lean into him as he sharpens his sword. I stare into the fire and feel the tiredness wash over me. Jackson, what's your village like? 
Respected tribe, he says. Strong warriors, good and productive life givers, water, food, safety, Sophia, safer in village than in jungle. Life giver. Oh, Sophia asked the exact same question I have. I nod, then I jump my chin out like he does when he wants to confirm something. What life givers? Warriors born from life givers. Important part of the village. Secure the future. Create warriors. Ah, they're the women, and you call them life givers. That's a nice name. Mm, he frowns at me. Not women, life givers, different. So that actually is going to be the explanation of how these men are able to live, die, and reproduce on this planet without women. I don't get it, but at the moment I'm not going to inquire too closely. You should, because I want to know. Uh, maybe they reveal it later. Maybe it's some like really deep thing, but I actually really want to know how. You can't, you can't put me on pause when I, I want to find out about the culture and the world you live in. Probably life givers are women who have given birth and are honored with that title. Mothers, in other words. And my translator doesn't quite get it. That's fine. I lean my head on his shoulder. You don't happen to have spaceships, do you? He doesn't answer. Just shrugs. Probably the translator didn't quite, isn't quite up to this conversation. Better keep it simple. Do you have a wife or something? A fiancé or something like that? A girlfriend? Uh, sister, you've already banged twice. I don't think it's the... You should, you should, you should have asked that before. <laughs> Yes, he says. Even the translator I've made should be able to get that right. My heart sinks in my chest. Of course a man as great as this one has to be spoken for. I've let my fantasy run unchecked. And when we come to the village... Oh, I know where this is going. I'm trying not to read the rest of the page. But he's going to say Zofia is his wife, fiancé, and girlfriend. Prediction set. My heart sinks in my chest. Will she try to kill me, I mean? We have had sex a couple of times now. No one kills Zofia. Juxon protect. Yeah, but I mean, if you have a wife, maybe she won't like the things we've done. Jackson not married. No Rex V. Warrior married. But there's a girlfriend in the picture? Yes, Jackson very fortunate, respected by tribe. Zopia will be respected too. Uh-huh, probably not by your girlfriend. He looks down at me and gives me a facial expression, so alien, I have no idea what it means. I suddenly feel cold. The future doesn't look too good. After all, I'll be coming to his village a total outsider, a stranger, with no skills that they can probably use, but with a bunch of friends who are equally helpless here, and I probably have a serious enemy in Jackson's girlfriend. I feel, I'd feel better if there were more of us, if I didn't have to face that situation alone. I feel the gun in my pocket. I don't know how they'll react to me. They might be very different from Jackson. I mean, he looks like he might be in his mid-twenties, but how much pull does he have in his tribe? He's probably not very senior. If someone else decides that I should be imprisoned or killed or something, he might be outvoted. Well, it's not like I have a choice. The girls and I need help. I'm sure we'll be valuable members of their tribe in time. The first months will be tough. I feel the old fear growing again, this damn planet. Jackson puts his sword down and shifts his position so my face is in his chest again. He must have heard my sniffling. Zofia always safe with Jackson. I didn't say it. Oh, well, there's more pages. I thought we were at the end of the chapter. Yeah, I sniffle. So far, this isn't even my planet. We were abducted by those little creeps, and now I'm here on this prehistoric planet, totally relying on you to keep me alive, and I have no way of getting home. None. He doesn't reply. just strokes my hair. Probably the translator is giving him some gibberish. Jackson speaks in short sentences, and I think that makes the interpretation easier. But the way I talk isn't making things easier for the device. He rocks slowly back and forth like he has a crying baby in his arms. Because he does. It strikes me from out of nowhere that he will probably be a spectacular dad. Or maybe he already is one. I wipe my eyes. I'm okay. God, she's going so far so fast without actually checking anything. Well, better at least. His chest and his arm around me do make me feel better, even if he's someone else's man. I'll borrow him for a while. 
but of course I can't have sex with him now that I know he's attached. Oh my God. This could be a culture where you have multiple wives or whatever. She's done zero investigation is just making assumptions and then going ahead as if those assumptions are true. She's on an alien planet. Do you have any children? Jackson has no heirs. Warrior must prove strong and survive many days to make new warriors. Only the strongest warriors may be duplicated. Ah, oh, they're clones. Jackson yet too young. Damn that translator. I'm sure his sentence was perfectly understandable, but I don't think I get the meaning of that. Huh? Your girlfriend doesn't mind waiting? Or wait? Or what? You have a way of preventing pregnancy? Zofia not wait. Mating right away. I scratch my chin. Is he calling me a slut? <laughs> ah, that's pretty good. Well, it takes two to mate, you know. You were good and ready yourself. And I don't, don't get me started about the way you greeted me that first time you saw me. Yes, fine. It was great, but a little presumptuous, maybe. Oh, the way he first greeted her, she was unconscious and he went down on her. I don't think I'm the only slut here. Gosh, I do not think I could handle Zofia. She is a bit much. I'm pretty sure none of that is coming through the translator the way it should, but it's probably for the best. I do not want to antagonize this man. Zofia used many words Jackson not understand. When reach village, Zofia and Jackson wait no more. Only life givers require warrior to be mature. With woman, mating can happen at any time. I'm not getting it, but I'm so confused. I need some fixed point to hold on to. You mean you and I will mate and have kids? Yes. And your girlfriend won't mind? He looks at me with an alien expression again. Mind? I wonder. Your girlfriend... What's her name? He looks at me again, and this time I recognize the expression, which I'm sure is all the same over the galaxy. It's the are you crazy or just drunk look. Zofia. I stare up at him. You mean I'm your girlfriend? There's no jealous woman in your village? That's what you meant all along? Fuck, girl. This is so manufactured is the problem. Like this whole chapter could have been cut out if she just went who's your girlfriend am i your girlfriend like right away he frowns zofia is jackson's mate the ancestors have promised the prophecy states it zofia only woman on zren it's the weirdest thing i feel such relief and happiness in those words that i can feel my pussy getting wet jesus christ as if i could feel a whole spray of heat and fluid down there i'm pretty sure he means that i'm the only woman in his life She's again making assumptions. I mean, I know I have the background that these are the only females on the planet, but she just she just made assumptions, found out she was incorrect, and then immediately started making more assumptions. But, okay, whatever. Much more than fine. Let me clarify. You have no girlfriend in your village? Zofia is Jackson's mate, he repeats and looks confused. Okay, and do you have any other mate, like in the village? Uh, it just keeps going. There was no reason to actually have a new chapter. Zux, I think they're going to have sex now. I'm not looking forward to it. This is going to be the I was jealous, now I'm not jealous sex. So it's going to be like extra rough. <laughs> rough emotionally for me, I mean. Jackson thinks deeply. Sophia is only woman on Zren, he repeats. The mother of Zren brings the treasure. I've never calibrated the translator to specifically interpret loving statements right. I'm sure they can be hard for a machine to understand. It's probably pretty abstract stuff. Anyway, this all makes me relieved, so I crane my neck and I kiss him on the lips. He kisses me right back and puts his hand behind my head to hold me in close while we explore each other, and he gently bites my lip. It feels nice. So I moan a little and make him increase the pressure. He does, and bites my lower lip right on the limit between pleasure and pain. He's very good at this. We drag each other into the tent and pull each other's clothes off. His kilt falls easily, and I notice that 
usually only his normal cock stands to attention. That other one, I guess, he can control somehow. Stars. He has two of them. The thought overwhelms me for a second. I can feel my breath going very fast. I lie down on my back and... So wait a minute. So one's up and the other little one's just flopping around down there? Actually, it'd be very off-putting for me. I lie down on my back and spread my legs so lewdly it turns me on even more. Of course, I'm totally ready for him again, hot and wet. He kneels down between my legs and places himself at my opening, then pushes me, pushes into me in one firm stroke, accompanied by almost embarrassing, by an almost embarrassingly wet squelch from my pussy. But I don't care. He makes me horny. Where is the shame in that? He fucks me, and I look him in his smoldering eyes like living rubies that glitter and heat me up. He has an inner fire that he hasn't quite released within me yet, or with me yet. But now I want it. I want all of him. Fuck me! I groan. It's the most sincere request I've ever given. Thankfully, the translator remains quiet. Its tone of voice isn't suited to the situation. <laughs> I make a mental note to consult it about what dirty phrases is in Jackson's language. I have a feeling it could be useful. So she wants to program the translator to say dirty shit on her behalf. That's amazing. It seems to, he seems to get it now and he doesn't hold back. He pins me with those laser eyes and then he fucks me hard and fast like a piston just stimulating all of me at the same time. Now I can't separate the various sensations that are all spreading out from my girly bits. They all melt together into one exhilarating white hot feeling of being fucked. I lock my legs behind his back, opening myself up and keeping him in place. The orgasm is tugging at my consciousness. He turns me into a total slut, coming after just a minute of being fucked. I both want to come and to make it this last because looking into his eyes makes me feel so strongly that that we are one right now. The squeals and groans and moans and whimpers are torn from me without conscious effort at all. It's all just natural. He's forcing me to feel it all. It's like a revelation. Oh, this is what sex can be. We could just fade to black now. My eyes widen as I just let the flood wave wash over me. Yeah, I scream, feeling our bodies meld and his male strength mixing with my female vitality. The result is beyond anything I've experienced and I'm not even sure what happens except that this little tent is clearly the center of the universe at this point. I just go with the flow, not that I have a choice in the first place. His deep grunts into my ear tells me he must be feeling the same thing, and we come together in a primal embrace that seems to never end and provides a perfect escape from everything else in my life. My mind can only handle this, nothing more, and that suits me perfectly. I stare deliriously into his alien eyes, my nose full of the scent of our mating and Jackson's heat all around me. Thank you, I hear myself say. The aftershocks last for a long time. This planet makes me primitive, and the memory of the university and my project and my life on Earth is growing distant. I mean, if there was the slightest chance I could go home, of course I would. But if I couldn't bring Jackson, or if I could never come back here to him, then I would think again. I've never felt anything like what I feel for him. I'm so deeply in love. I don't know, man. They've never had like a deep conversation. And I don't have to worry that he's a player or what I see isn't the real him. He's too transparent, which is something you have still messed up multiple times because you're too dumb to actually check and you just make assumptions and go ahead as if those assumptions are a fact. What I see is what I get, and what I see is pretty spectacular. I still hate this planet, but I love him. When I force myself to think of spending the rest of my life here, I don't panic anymore. I'm safe as long as I'm with him. He can die, though. Sure, it's a fragile security if anything happens to Jackson. Oh, there you go. Or if he leaves me when he's had his fun, then I'm pretty much screwed 
probably. But until then, I'm not going to worry. On a planet this wild, with this many dangers and things that can go wrong, I have no choice but to take it one day at a time. The fire outside crackles and sends little flickering shimmer of orange light into the tent. His arm is around me again and he hums softly into my hair. I relax all over and just melt into him. He makes me feel alive. For the first time on this planet, I smile to myself. As always, he's up before me, but when I look to my, for my clothes, I find them neatly folded and placed in a corner of the tent. From the, he folds her clothes for her. He is the perfect man. I don't like Sophia, our main character, but I am a fan of Jackson. He is considerate and thoughtful, and he knows how to take care of stuff. From the middle support of the tent hangs some pieces of supple white leather. Ooh, white leather. Sexy. That's not good. In, she's living in the wild, so it's going to get dirty really fast. That's no good. They're held together by a very thick and tough thread, and I recognize the pattern. Okay, so she's got some white leather clothes now, and the white leather clothes, that's going to get dirty. <laughs> it was actually my first thought. I take them down and examine them. It's clearly a skirt and a top, and I'm pretty sure they're for me. They're held together by a very thick and tough thread, and I recognize the pattern of the leather. This is dinosaur skin from the monsters that charged us yesterday. And the garments fit pretty well, too. The skirt is considerably longer than Jackson's own kilt and goes just below the knees. Also, it's like a sort of conservative look. The top hangs over my chest and leaves my midriff pretty bare, but I don't mind that too much. I don't have a mirror, but I assume I look pretty much like a cavewoman. I notice that the skirt has two pouches sewn into it. One big... Oh, he sewed pockets into women's clothes. This is not just the perfect man anymore. He's gone beyond that, because if I made clothes, I probably wouldn't think about pockets. I actually good because I have them. But one of the most common complaints women have is not having pockets in their clothes. Uh, I understand it right away. One is for the gun and the other is for the translator. Also, he's, he's even thought about that. I just thought pockets would be good. When I crawl out of the tent, Jackson first stares, then smiles. Yeah, I say, looking down at myself. I had no idea you're a tailor too. Warrior must know many things, he says simply. Skin is from big called garg. Last many cycles. Is it good? Okay. Is it good is a hard question because I actually am enjoying the story part. I'm enjoying the world building. The author has actually put a lot of thought into that. The sex scenes are the worst part, which is really what this is selling to the, the, the user or the, the person is that it has sex in it. And I just don't care. Like a fade to bat, black, uh, we had sex or we went into the tent together would be enough for me. I wouldn't actually need descriptive sex. Uh, so that's the bit that's actually the worst and funniest part. And I am, the, the name of the author, the pseudonym is a woman, but I think this is written by a man. There's little hints. Uh, okay, sorry, get back to what I was doing. I stroke the leather, garg skin. It's supple, but it feels durable. And I get a primitive thrill from knowing that it's from a deadly dinosaur. Thank you. This must have taken you all night to do. He shrugs. Warrior learns to delay sleep when something must be done. Now Sophia look like Zren Warrior. Woman Zren Warrior. Sophia is of a small party of about six women. They are the only women on this planet. He's made breakfast again. He must have paid attention to what I like because there's more of the roots and herbs and less of the meat. Does he have no flaws? I sit down to enjoy it in the relatively cool morning air. The sun is rising, but there's still a little bit of mist. How far away is your village? Half-day walk, he says without hesitation. Known terrain, many dangers over. Bigs don't enjoy come, cl come close to the Rexvi tribe. <laughs> My theory of alien names is that all you do is take a fairly common-sounding word and put some apostrophes in it. Jackson's he's hilarious so far. 
I detect some pride in that, and I hide a smile. He has a simple boyish quality to him that's perfectly balanced by his unshakable confidence and obvious skills. I'm falling harder and harder for this guy. It is just Jackson, but they put an apostrophe and spelled it differently. It'd be good if she started calling him Jack, see how he likes it. I gaze back at the way we came. I can't see the mountain where the girls are waiting for me to bring them help. At least it's a couple days march distant. Will your tribe help me find my friends? He chews and gazes off into the distance. Sophia is mother is Ren. Friends are not. Ooh, that's a turn. I had just assumed all the women would be valuable. I stiffen if he's planning to just abandon them to their fate, to their faith while I become his mate or whatever else, then I might have some news for him. The tribe must help them, I say calmly, or Sophia won't become the mother of anything. He juts his chin out and is nodding away. Friends are women. Trespass on sacred boon. Prophecy does not mention. Uh-huh. Does the prophecy mention that the mother of Zren telling the tribe to get lost and then going back to her friends? Oh, Sophia has a little attitude to her. That is probably her best trait. Then I'm not sure your prophecy... Oh, he glances at me and ponders for a minute. No then I'm not sure your prophecy is worth much because it's absolutely what you're looking at if my friends don't receive some pretty substantial assistance pretty soon. He doesn't reply, but I can see he's thinking. Probably he can't get decided for himself that he needs to get other members of his tribe to agree. I just might have to prime him and give him some arguments that he can use in any discussion. They're women, young and beautiful women with many skills. They would be of great value to the tribe. He juts, nods again. Women are inestimable value. How is the translator working inestimable into his language? Come on now. Yet only mother is mentioned in prophecy. Other women not. Mysterious. They need help. Innocent women abducted and shipwrecked, stranded. They may die if the tribe won't help. And it's very shameful for a tribe to let that happen. Dishonorable. <gasps> Honor is important to Rex V tribe, he agrees. The ancestors are important. The prophecy also important. Huh. I don't feel like I'm making much of an impact. And like I said, if they don't get this just the same help that I get, then I'll leave. They're my friends. I can't abandon them. I have my honor too. He looks at me for a long time with those glowing eyes. Juxan wants to help the other women. But you're not. But it's not up to you. Is that it? You have to consult the tribe. He takes his time replying. He's a little like Delia, thinking before he speaks. Zofia's largest event on Zren, as the prophecy states, Friends not mentioned. Jackson cannot make decision alone. Zofia, largest event on Zren, as the prophecy states. Friends not mentioned. Jackson cannot make the decision alone. He tosses a twig far away and rouses a little flock of small flying things that screech and take to the sky on bat-like wings. There is chance Rex V. Drive, honorable and respected. Alien women, big event. <laughs> big event's a great way to say it. He gets to his feet and there's finality to his tone. I guess it's not unreasonable that he has to make every reservation about what the tribe might actually do. He's too honest to promise me something that he knows isn't up to him. I guess I just have to accept it. For now, anyways. I turn the translator off. I have to save its battery for talking to the tribe into helping the other girls. We walk in silence, faster now than yesterday. Jackson doesn't look around as much, but I can tell that it's very familiar terrain to him. He takes us on a small detour straight to the little to a little spring of cool, crystal-clear water where we drink our fill, then it feels like he sets up a straight line for his village. Okay, so prediction. They go to the village. They're all very excited the prophecy's coming true, but then they mention this other element. Some of them want to bring the girls. Some of them don't want to bring the girls. Some of them want to go kill the girls. Some of them want to kill Sophia on sight because that's just what this kind of thing happens. That's the conflict. Uh, This is a divide in the village. And so some of the guys 
on the other side go, they want their own woman, so they go up and kidnap the women, and that's where the ransom comes in. That's all I can say, because, oh my God, uh, they're taking forever to get to the village. But please, if you're excited about this, you can come back next month. Hopefully we get into more political intrigue and drama than we get into sex, because the sex is the weakest part of the story so far, even though it's supposed to be like a sex book. 